Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Remember the free dial-up internet service Juno? I don't, but I remember the concept, the controversy. I believe there was also Net Zero, and yes, I remember that one. Similar providers, but every once in a while, I'll think about Juno when. Alaska is brought up. Oh, okay. In, in, the, in the same way that I would probably think a lot about Kansas if there were some free dial-up service some years ago called Topeka. But I'm thinking about them now. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard the news, but it's likely that you haven't because this is not good news for the two-party system. Alaska has decided to try ranked choice voting. Cool. So is this a system where the system chooses how much your vote matters? Or is this a system where you choose how much you like X over Y? over Z the latter so interesting I I have heard this concept multiple times and it is fallible but I find it to be a little bit better at least in theory than what we have right now one thing that I'll say that is an infinite increase in possibilities is a third party, a fourth party, a fifth party. Twelve. So yes, one part of part of the problem around the exact same amount as people. I do like the idea that we should <laughs> be campaigning for not a third party, but a three hundred millionth party. I I absolutely. I mean that's my end goal. So yeah, right like now that. we're at th- right now we're at three. You know, I probably won't see my goal <laughs> in my lifetime. But hey, you know, I'll be one of the founding fathers when it gets there. <laughs> yeah, you've already started. It's just you needing to be recognized right. on a national level. But I see this as a huge opening for third party because it's not just third party. It's fourth, fifth, sixth on down, like you say, on to 300 millionth because with with ranked choice, it's not the false choice of the two. And it also tends to handle all the objections for people around moral voting. 
we'll say. Mm -hmm. Because I know we talk a lot about voting or not, or what's the most ethical or moral stance. And if you truly do not believe that either candidate represents your views, can you morally vote for them? And I'm sure we can get into this as well, but maybe our conclusions tend to be if you're voting in defense of yourself, then there is morality to it. But yet we do like to put out all the objections to voting and pros pros and cons. We, we are definitely not, uh, I mean, I would say I'm closer in the outlook of not voting than maybe you are Bart, but we both aren't, we we're both not decided on that completely. And we do enjoy exploring that. But I think this, this really adds to the, to the conversation here. Right. Cause if we're talking about an eventual state that we want to get to where Mm -hmm. this isn't even in the conversation, that's fine. And we can talk about that as an end goal. And I'm sure that would probably direct our, our actions now, but it is good to talk about what we're doing right now and how progress is still progress. We can still celebrate better voting, even if wholesale you believe voting to not be valuable or effective or the right tool. Like if you can be completely against democracy and still practically know that better voting gets you to a better place. Yeah, right. A b- better avenues of voting can get you closer to the goal of nobody voting. I, I I like it to be everybody voting. I like, I just like it being put that way. Everybody voting for their own shit. For their own place in the market, their own place in the economy. Right. And not having to worry about what somebody else is voting, stopping you. Just free to vote however you want. There's voting here, voting there, voting everywhere. Just voting all over the place. <laughs> Just like voting Bukaki. <laughs> Which is such a great band name. But right. the words come naturally to everyone. I can't think of anyone who would be listening to this podcast who hasn't heard the phrase throwing away your vote and know exactly what they're talking about. It it doesn't matter what candidate you're talking about, which era, you know, I think there's some fanaticism around uh, Ron Paul, but if you're a Gary Johnson or a Jojo, any of those campaigns were met with a very, yeah, just lukewarm response of, yeah, but I'm throwing away my vote if I vote for them. Yeah, it's been a long time since anybody ran for office advanced today. We go, I'm all in. Well, I think that's because of that. Yeah. Right? Would that person even stand a chance? Well, see, and, and if you put it that way, if you say who who's all in, 
on somebody. If you look back on the Ron Paul election, how would it have gone? Because most of the people who voted for Ron Paul were all in. I can't imagine that the motherfuckers who voted for any of the other candidates were all in on those motherfuckers. Right. If, if there are three people on the ballot, Ron Paul is your first choice, second choice, third choice. Yeah. It, and everybody else is uh, Ron Paul then. It's Ron Paul and I hope you're still breathing. That's that's it. Those are the two. But I, I can't think of another election that I would say that in my lifetime. E- even with Rand Paul. And, and Rand Paul... I do not want to take anything from him. He has been a hero when it came to lockdowns and whatnot. But I don't have that same trust and feeling with him that I do with Ron. And I would I would probably go in a, a significant portion, like 90, but say 10% somewhere else. 10% for Santa Claus. But the part that I don't even think a lot of people are even wrapping their heads around yet is that this is all a feedback loop. So the reason no one has ran that you would be all in for is because they know that the more opinionated and principled they are, the worse they perform at the polls. So why would they run? Like this yeah. isn't this isn't just a change in voting. Voting is itself something that all of these campaign strategies work back from. This this goes back to some of the conversations you and I were having with the with the premium stream with our folks earlier. We were talking about zero-sum games, positive-sum games. The idea that, right, for the most part, it's been two parties, which means there's one winner, there's one loser. That's just how it is. And, and they can collaborate on how they lose and how they win. Right. So they both get whatever they want. Yeah. But you open up just the smallest possibility of a third nth party nth party coming in to throw off your whole thing your entire campaign strategy has to change to match that which means we as a populace get a whole lot more power back right and it's our job as liberty people to explain to people in the populist movement why they should come our way as opposed to the other because the populist thing can go bad or good, right? <laughs> We've seen it go one way and the other. Really bad, really good, Luke bad, Luke... It, 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 all over the place. It's not necessarily a bad thing, populism. It's not necessarily a good thing. But what 
what we are saying is by doing this form of voting, the populist movement doesn't necessarily have to be extremist or whatever. It can be the librarian at the public school that I that I hate. I hate the fact that your school exists. But we both agree on something, right? Let's say it's uh, taxes should be lower or something like that, right? By us giving a percentage to the candidate who's trying to do that, we're agreeing in, in a sense on something. And, and the more candidates there are with different things they want to do, the more we're going to get to a place where we can agree. Uh, because there could be a candidate who wants, let's say, prison reform. And I'm going to give a percentage to them based on how much I think prison reform is a, I don't know, the priority. The problem I'm seeing with this form of voting is it is still I'm doing something with somebody else's shit. So I'm looking at a hundred different more ways, more ideas to spend your money. So what I'm saying is, yes, there are plenty of ways to defend yourself. I don't want to spend money that way or whatever. What I'm saying is the, the campaign money is going to come in for the people trying to spend money. So those ones are going to go to the top. They're going to become more popular because better ads. We're just going to find better ways to spend other people's money. That's what I see coming from this. Along with the good stuff. But what I would like to propose to that. Let's put it on top of what Alaska is doing. Is put your money where your fucking mouth is. How much money are you paying George taxes? There's a percentage. Just take the total amount paid towards taxes. Divide it by the total amount you made. Find your percentage. All right, see what you want to pay for. Do it yourself. You fucking commie lives. If there's any listening, do it your fucking self. Find what you want to pay for. Check it off. See how far we're apart. I bet we're not that far apart. Are you telling me you don't think the military-industrial complex is going to have the best ads, though? Oh, they're going to have so good ads. Because so if good. we're if we're if we're moving away from who we have representing us and going straight into voting for policy, I it's think funny. It's funny though. The Joneses don't give money to the military-industrial complex. They give it to the people providing sitting stoops in their front yard for people at the bus stop. 
and the Jones's house has got these nice stoops and like with booths and it's in their property. The bus comes there, but everybody sits there and they're happy. Nobody throws their trash on the ground because hell the Joneses, I mean, their fucking house is the best to sit, wait for the bus. It's not fuck with them. So Jones's house is, is shit. It's a shit, man. Everybody likes the Joneses in their neighborhood, neighborhood, but the military industrial complex is spending tons of money trying to get you to vote for them. Totally different than what they're doing now. They don't do that. <laughs> they don't do <laughs> at, that all. at all. Not right. At all. I think, I think that's my real take on all this is that the lesser of two evils is a hard pill to swallow, but the lesser of infinite evils is a step in the right direction. Right. Because there's infinite good. That's, that's what we're saying. That's what I'm saying is, I want there to be an election of how many people exist. That's how many people should be running for election because it shouldn't matter what the fuck your neighbor thinks. It shouldn't matter what the fuck anybody thinks. You should base your life decisions on do I do a net good for my family, my friends, and the people that surround me, or do I do a net bad? Period. We might think that voting is not useful. We might not think democracy is the way. But I would challenge anyone to say that this isn't, at the very least, in the right direction and better. Agreed. You're talking to somebody who thinks voting is a joke. I use it as a joke. I use it as entertainment for myself. So I look at my voting past and I go, it's horrible. I haven't done any, anything worth worth talking about. Ron Paul ran for president. If I could go back and vote for him, a hundred times I would. And I don't believe that voting means shit. I hate voting. But I just want to say that I voted for Ron Paul and I did not vote for Ron Paul and it kills me so if you're gonna vote think about it vote for vote for the right person don't just don't just vote because somebody told you the other guy sucks so vote for this guy Know what the fuck you're doing, man. Because to grow up in the era that I did, which brought about the Patriot Act, which is causing a lot of heartache 
a lot of problems today to know that you, I don't know, just if you, I didn't wholeheartedly vote for anybody else, but I voted. If I would have known what I was doing, I would have gave 100% to Ron Ball. And I can't think of any other time in my life that I've ever said, okay, this this person can affect this much of my life. And I'm going to, I I know that I'm going to agree with, with their direction they take it. Which is the whole problem with voting on a, you know, national level is the fact that they control so much of a portion of your life. There's no way that you could agree with them on that much. But it's very important that Ron Paul be brought into this conversation because that's the point of this whole thing is that Ron Paul, if you were to take how much you wanted him to win into consideration, that motherfucker would have won hands down. Nobody wanted somebody to win as much as Ron Paul people wanted Ron Paul to win. Most people who voted for the other people just kind of like, eh, eh. I know I did, eh. You fuck. They all suck. And Ron Paul's just a crazy guy because that's what Ron uh, fucking Hannity told me. An idealist crazy guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, I won't look into him. Thanks, Hannity. Thanks, man. Let me sit here and be a Hannity follower. A little fucking sucking Hannity's dick like I did. You little fucking bitch. And that's why this is so important, because what you're talking about in the grand scheme of things was it was just a few years ago. So if we really zoom out, it feels like five minutes ago that Ron Paul ran. Right. So something that's happening now in a state in the union is something that's coming to fruition and is real and is possible and just missed that wave by a short amount because like yeah when when you talk about the let's put policies on and let's put like math against you know taxes and breaking things down it's like who decides what's on that policy so like i i I do think that's just for the record i think a great proposal (laughs) but it's also just so far away from tangible that like it is i I wouldn't even know where to start the proposal for that whereas but it is closer than where i want it to be i'm just saying that's a middle ground (laughs) for me (laughs) for you right that's my middle middle ground (laughs) that's my middle ground (laughs) for you it's a middle ground right right if if we get there before i die I mean, it might be like the Joker smile. Like 50% would make me happy. Right. To you, that's a half measure. 
to the rest of the world that's essentially anarchy because they're so used to authority. Which is very comparable because if you look at the rest of the world, the way they run things. I actually meant the rest of the West, we'll say. But if you were to take in consideration uh, countries that are only willing to blow up weddings and schools in other countries, that the voting level goes down quite a bit. And are are the countries that are willing to do those things evil? So should we count their vote? I don't know. I'm just saying there's not a lot of countries out there that are blowing up weddings and schools and hospitals. But we are one of them. We are blowing up schools, hospitals, and weddings in one of the poorest countries in the world, Yemen. And these are children. We're killing children today, still, in Yemen. Children that are just, can mommy find me enough to eat today to to have the calories to survive to and then they get blown the fuck up do I sound like a fucking broken record but why the fuck are we blowing up pouring poor children sorry our episodes keep coming back to the fact that we're killing kids I wish it wasn't so important to me I wish that three presidents that I've lived under weren't doing it in Yemen, but it happens to be the case. And that's why I think things like this are so important because we could wish away the presidency. We could wish away the military industrial complex, but in the here and now of the next step toward what needs to be done it's gradual steps do i think extreme measures are necessary yes do i think that the monopoly on violence that the state has will prevent us from doing things that way yes if we can make wins like this consistently and continue to head in the right direction we're not going to win the state We're going to win the people around the state. You're right. He's absolutely right. The state will consider whatever wins we have a loss. But the people around it, the people who believed in it, the people who thought, oh, United States is here for good and love and happiness and freedom can look at can look at people practicing love freedom and goodness and see that those people have AR15s and high capacity magazines in their guns 
and are on the terrorist watch list and have jobs for them to take and make them very good money and don't give a shit about the, what the state's got to say about it. And then we go, holy shit, we're in a world that the that the market matters and the libertarians were right. And Ron Paul was a, a fucking genius. And are there bad are there bad people? Yeah. But we're taking care of them in good ways. Are there good people that were judged the wrong way? Yeah. And we're taking care of them in good ways. Because the people around those people are deciding how they want to take care of that. The people who have to live with those people are deciding how they want to take care of that. And the people who are pooping in a toilet are deciding how much water is pushing the turd down the toilet. I don't know how many more times I can say it, but why the fuck is anybody telling me how much water is pushing my turd down the toilet? I was with you right up until you mentioned the toilet. Yeah. And this is why I'm thankful for ranked choice voting, because you and I can still disagree about gallons per flush. Right. I mean, please, thank God. That's what I want. I want disagreement on gallons per flush. May the best gallons per flush win. And thank God. For real. Because if your gallons per flush are the better gallons per flush, I bet there'll be more toilets made with your gallons per flush. If my gallons per flush is a better gallons per flush, I bet there'll be more. Therefore, my level of discount will be greater than yours if I happen to be the winner. For our metric listeners, do you have an ideal liters per flush? Oh, do I? Do I? Do I? No, I don't. 